millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we're talking about both Hocus Pocus movies. Hocus Pocus from 1993 and... The new Hocus Pocus 2 from 2022. Yeah, 30 years later. What a comeback. What what an uh, what an amazing journey that these that these actors have been on. Yeah, this movie was made purely for nostalgia purposes. Um and you can really tell the the new one. Yes, and I watched the, there's also the 25th anniversary Halloween, like Hocus Pocus Halloween bash on Disney Plus, and Kimmy and I did watch that. So oh. I will also have some comments and some extra info, because, you know, they they interviewed the director and they interviewed um, all the people that worked on the movie about, uh, like, their thoughts on it and and stuff like that. And um, And apparently Hocus Pocus was originally gonna be called like disney's halloween house or something oh um and it was gonna be a lot scarier which wow which which the first hocus pocus which we we watched recently in preparation for hocus pocus 2 obviously and it's halloween so we just you watch hocus pocus every year because Mm -hmm. you have to yep and um and there's already some some pretty scary imagery in there like you know we, we have a hanging like these witches get get hung yeah and, and they eat a girl they suck they the light, child, life out of her s- they suck the soul out of a child like a fucking dementor probably before dementors were even made yet um yeah <laughs> yeah and, uh, and yeah it's and you know there's lots of lots of special effects and just like scary like these witches are not good witches they are evil witches but you just they're they're so full of sass and character and personality that you just you love them you want them to win (laughs) the first movie is directed by kenny ortega and he is extremely famous for his movies uh like disney related movies and you know including high school musical um as well as like gilmore girls and even like, High School Musical. Yeah, this guy, like, seriously, he's kind of like a very, like, he's just, he makes good stuff. Like, he made Newsies. He, like, is just good at making kind of feel good, but also really oh, just knows newsies. knows how to direct. I don't know. Like, I feel like he really just is a good director. And he also directs, like, a lot of, like, um, movies about, like, singers and stuff, like, music videos and um he famously did michael jackson's last tour and kind of like the documentary on that so sandra i'm looking at 
I'm looking at his his page, his filmography, and and there's gonna be a new Dirty Dancing in 2026. Another one? Oh my god, what? I'm oh, so concerned about this. Oh, I'm very concerned, but I'm also very excited. Okay. Fun. <gasps> well, if Kenny Ortega is doing it, it can't be that bad. There's also a Dirty Dancing television series? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, shit. When this new <laughs> one comes out, we're going to have to watch every single Dirty Dancing, including the second one with Romola. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Let's let's back up. You're here. getting off track so quickly right now. Why? Ramola? Ramola, there's is... a Dirty Dancing 2 with Ramola. It's Dirty Dancing 2 Havana Nights with Ramola Garai. <laughs> oh. No, there's not. Yes, there is. Please take it back. No. no. I'm serious. <laughs> oh no. I know. I would love to rewatch Dirty Dancing. I really enjoyed watching that movie. Um uh, wow, he's he's oh my god, Cheetah Girls. Yeah, Cheetah what? Girls. Like seriously, okay, like truly, Kenny Ortega, just just amazing. Um, he did wow. not do the second one, so he did what he didn't. <laughs> so that's why they didn't even talk about the second. Like I felt like it was really weird that at the bash they didn't talk, and probably because the bash happened. So well, that we was several this. years ago, right? Like that was like that's yes, I think that's true. I don't. I, um, Kimmy said she remembered watching like there was a, there was a, I put a spell on you done by a Dove Cameron and uh, Jordan Sparks and the other girl who's in Descendants, Sophie. Sophia, oh. I think her name was okay. Um, and Kimmy said she remembered watching this this uh uh performance like like last year so yes i think it did come out i guess but i feel like hocus pocus 2 would have been at least talked about at that point or i guess not because it hasn't been it wasn't out yet i don't know whatever it i just, mean they pro- it, it wasn't like announced talk about hocus pocus 2 yeah like i think it, it wasn't announced until you know a couple years ago so if they would have made that beforehand, they wouldn't have announced it, obviously. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, so the first one is a classic. I mean, what is really more to say about it? It's really fun. It's really campy. The three leads, of course, Bette Midler, Kathy and Jimmy, and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker are just so funny, so silly. And like, but they've got, they're so iconic. Their look is just some it they all have their distinctive style and the way that they speak and um they're all hilarious and i think really what makes the first one great is just the the real heart of the movie is the teenagers and the you know kind of like spooky scary stuff that didn't seem like like it's got that 90s flair of like well we don't really think this is real you know like i think the lead he he kind of um like Max like doesn't even believe in in witches, and so then he just kind of gets a uh, little little bit turned on his head for that. So it's kind of yeah, a, a he doesn't nice believe in all the superstitious. You know, he doesn't even really. You know, he he's he's you know. Quick summary: Max and his little sister Danny 
move to Salem, uh, Massachusetts, uh, from LA. And so he's just, he's the new kid. He's trying to make some friends. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this cute girl in class. He's trying to, um, impress and he's just trying to play the cool guy and be like, Oh, I don't, I don't believe in any of that stuff and blah, blah, blah. I'm not scared. So it's just, that's that. And then all the shit on all the shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) They get resurrected with the black flame candle and it's because he was being like, you know, too obnoxious and lit it anyway. And, um, it's also shot in Salem. Like the entire first movie is shot in Salem. And if you go visit Salem, I mean, it looks exactly like the movie. It's got all the same kind of, you can go see, um, Allison's house. It's a big stop on the, like a, you know, tour of the tiny town of Salem. And, it's it's got all the it's got a bunch of fun stuff and this movie really contributed to the rise of Salem's popularity for sure. Yeah, for sure. And uh listening to the interview at the at the Halloween bash was um you know, they they made a movie that they just thought was going to be really fun. You know, Bette Midler was excited to to play more of a humorous character. I guess at that mm. point at that time she, I don't know, she she really liked the idea of Winifred and, and being able to play, like, a little bit more comedy into her into her character or something. I don't know. That's kind of what she'd said. And they didn't think this was going to blow up. Like, you know, that's usually how all... Cult, cult classics classes, are, yeah. Cult exactly. classics work. You, you never, you make something never thinking it's going to hit it off. But, actually, this movie did not do well at first. Mm-hmm. When it first released... It was against Jurassic Park in the theater. <gasps> what? So their opening weekends bombed. Oh, dude. oh no. Bombed. Oh no. And I don't think it was until maybe a year or so later or like a little bit later that they kind of did a re-promotion, a re-advertising, like a re- Yeah. Kind of a redo of it. And that's people were like, okay, this movie's fun. Like, and then it kind of just went from there. Like, Not but, to mention, but, like, the rise yeah. of Disney Channel at that time and right. playing this movie every year on Disney Channel, right? Right. Yeah. Always around Halloween time. Yeah. Always playing those DCOMs. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't a DCOM. It was just... <laughs> and also ABC Family, like, they probably played it on that a lot. Like, when, when they got ABC, they started doing the Disney like special movie night thing um do you remember those like they used to basically just play like disney movies every weekend or something and they would be like here's the special disney you know presentation um and then they would like play one of their movies like their big movies or something um oh no i i was not the only thing i remember from from abc family was like their 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 Christmas thing that they do every year. They always play like Christmas movies. Yeah. No, actually I think this was before ABC family. I think I misspoke. It's just ABC. They used to just do it on ABC. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look it up because I, I remember watching those. Um, but anyway, yeah. So what are your memories of the first movie? Um, Hmm. 
it's so it's so hard to think back that far when this is just a movie that I just watch every year and now I just have I have my new thoughts on it. Um I'm trying to think if there was if there was a part that always freaked me out or something. <laughs> I I obviously thought that Sarah Jessica Parker was beautiful. Like, you know, Sarah Sanderson, she's Oh, yes. She's so funny and beautiful. I actually <laughs> Well, this happened more recently um, when we were watching. We were watching uh, Hocus Pocus uh, and um, I think, I don't know. I'm not 100%. It could it could just be my thoughts now, my opinions now. But Doug Jones as Billy Butcherson, mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was kind of, a, he's, a, he's a hot zombie. He's a hot zombie. <laughs> Should have told and, him when and- we saw him at Comic-Con right um and in the interview he was talking about his character and he said that you know the the idea around billy was that he was never supposed to be a scary zombie Mm -hmm. but a zombie that you could see yourself dating yeah and (laughs) and that's by design you're supposed to be in love with billy butcherson that's amazing to date him I love yeah. him. He also has yeah. a, a lot to say in the first. Like, well, he's not a lot to say. He's just a lot more fun, I think, in the first one. Like, as we'll, you know, talk about, there's there's quite a lot of differences. But Billy is in the second one. <laughs> I he is. Um, we're unsure because of how much more he talks. You really don't realize how much he does not talk in the first one. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He, he kind of just grunts and, you know, he says, he says, like, wench. You know, he says, like, just that those couple things to Winifred and, and that's it. Um, but yeah, I think I probably used to be a little scared of, of Billy at when I was watching this movie, but I used to think, I feel like I used to think that he was, he was cool looking. Like he was always, you know, funny or like, I, I remember, um, I remember I, I, I like when his fingers get chopped off when the, <laughs> when he's, uh, in the sewer mm-hmm. and then the sewer cap. Yeah. Thing. Like crushes yeah. his fingers. Um, he's really funny. He's a really cool character. He's really uh, and the practical effects of actually having moths in his mouth when they when he cuts his his threads open and what they actually put like yeah they put a liner like a protective liner to cover his mouth so that the moths wouldn't get wet <gasps> and then and he had to he had to cut open his little stitches. And actual moths flew out of his mouth. The first one has amazing practical effects. And that's truly what makes it so brilliant. And, you know, including Binks, who is a puppet and also a real cat. It just looks so good. And they do such a good job with all of their practical effects. Like with the, you know, they've got some explosions. They've got some, like... Um, you know, the talking book with, you know, the the book with the eye that blinks and, you know, this is kind of stuff that really just looks great, um, in that nineties format. <laughs> for sure. For sure. It's, it's such a vibe. And did they ever remake the movie? Because I feel like Binks is just now kind of CG. Is, is, is he still a puppet sometimes in the movie? When we rewatched it, I felt like he was, a, he was a lot of just CG. Um, in the original, you mean? In the original, yes. Oh, um, I, yeah, I mean, I guess he was CG. I thought he was, like, part puppet, part, part real cat. 
<laughs> you know, he was, de- he was definitely he was definitely real cat, but I do maybe he was all three. I don't remember seeing puppet scenes, but mm-hmm. I do remember seeing CG CG cat scenes. Oh yeah, he he opens his mouth when he talks. Um, yeah, he's also such a likable character that is really missing in the in the second one, obviously, because Binks's whole there's a lot of stories going on. You've got the you know three witches there trying to get the children. Then you've got the the Max in love with Allison, but he has to watch his kid sister. And then you've got the whole underlying story of Binks who lost his own sister and. You know, it is and is just trying stuck. to get back to her. Yeah, like stuck cursed. as a cat for like hundred yeah. plus years. So, you know, that's like a whole. There, there's like so many other layers that make the writing of the first one really good. Truly, truly, and it's and the fact that they're able to kind of seamlessly have them all going at the same time because it's not even like one of one of them overpowers the other. Like at some uh, at some point, Binks. Binks' story and the teenager stories kind of merge and they become a unit, but you still have the sisters because they're not always together. There are some scenes where they're mm-hmm. fighting, you know, they, they find each other and they're fighting, but then they separate again. And so this, it's really two very separate stories. And obviously the teenagers are trying to just stop the witches, but it's just, um, it's very cool that they were able to kind of put these give everyone like a lot of screen time and they have the parents separate they have the parents at like their costume party so there's all those fun costumes and then you know the bet midler gets to sing her song there um and it's not like too forceful i think it like really works um i just love also the story of max and allison and just like you know he clearly has a major crush on her and you know, of course, like me as a young kid, I always love the romance. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And her costume at her parents' costume party is so Elizabeth Swan. Yes. The same exact dress. I'm, remember I had my Nona make me that dress? So that I yeah. wore it in high school. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Such an amazing dress. Um, oh, man. One day we'll go to Salem and, and you can see all of these things. You're going to love it. Oh yeah, we definitely will. I yes, I know my trip my trip to Boston got canceled this year, but it is going to happen. It is. I will step foot in Salem. That is definitely going to happen. Yeah, and we can uh, go to the Salem start... Witch Museum. <laughs> Ooh yeah. Um, do we? Uh, is it too early to take a quick break before we kind of start talking about Hocus Pocus two? Um, did you want to maybe read the? Uh, the oh yeah, let's do all that. The plot keywords and the beta score for this one first, and then we can talk about the second one. Yes, yes, I like that idea. Let's do that. Um, so the plot keywords we've got. Oh, there could be some fun trivia on this page too. Um, but I did bring I bring up a lot of a trivia. You did. The I think so, I think you covered it. <laughs> I think we'll we'll keep it there. Um, plot keywords we got for Hocus Pocus from 1993 are year 1993, Halloween. Year 1693, because that's when <laughs> that's when the movie first takes place before Emily dies. Oh, that's um, great. Thackeray. Thackeray. Oh, my gosh. Definitely watching Hocus Pocus, the first one. You 
Did you all? Did you ever think that that his name was Zachary and not Thackeray? No, I always knew it was Thackeray. You always do it. Don't lie. No, you of course I did. Emily. Thackeray. Yes, I did. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> Come on. No, I, I really liked him. And I also thought that the the original guy was really cute. And I think he was also in uh, NCIS. Yes, yes, yes. He was in. He's definitely in a crime show. He's I think it's NCIS. Show. And I, I remember thinking, like, oh, that's the guy from Hocus Pocus, as Thackeray Binks, before he gets turned into a cat. For sure. Um, sorry, the last two before I... I went out uh, here. Uh, Spell and Witch. Those are the last two plots. I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. Or gone. I don't know. I don't know what the lyric is. Um, I wish I saw Beth Miller when she was, she was in uh, Las Vegas. That would have been amazing. Ooh, yes. I also thought it was interesting that Sean Murray does not voice Binks once he's a cat. Yeah, right. (laughs) What the fuck? it's Jason Marsden. Yes, who is a uh who's Max Yes, Goof. Max. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a great voice though, Jason Marsden. He's a great voice actor, so I'm not surprised. Um Sean Murray was was very cute as 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 a human boy Thackeray, but I don't think his voice acting was going to cut it as Binks. Um Jason Marsden truly, though, has one of those voices that I don't know what it is, but maybe it was when I was just like growing up and going through puberty. But I he just had such a sexy voice to me as a child. (laughs) Like, oh, for sure. I don't know why it was just like, oh, my God, every time I hear him, I'm just like, oh, my God, sexual awakening, question mark. From a voice. He's so noticeable. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. His voice is (laughs) okay. His voice is like weirdly like nerdy and nasally, but still, but still like hot. I, I know, don't know. I know. I don't. I don't it's, know what. It's I don't know young, what it is. It's when we were I younger, know you know. Like it's it's yeah. When you're a teenager, when you're younger than a teenager, when you're a tween, you know, all that. <laughs> I mean, he does a lot of voice. I I don't I don't know if he does much voice acting in in anime. Probably not. Why don't you look that up? I'm going to read the Metascore. It got a 43 Metascore, eight positive reviews, 13 mixed, and six negative reviews. So obviously a lot of these are from July of 1993. Um, But there's some like updated things. Um, The New York Times gave it a 20. They really didn't like this movie in 1993. This movie didn't didn't get great critics reviews, no. but I mean, normally it's... the cult the cult classics don't. Oh, that's all the time. so true. Like truly, like cult classics, it has to be a little bit bad. It has to fit the vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's a vibe. Cult classics are vibes and vibes alone. The vibes are so strong they can never be killed. Like it is just strong. Ugh. Yeah. Looks like looks like he was in one anime. That I can see, which I actually watched. I don't remember hearing his voice in it. I don't know um, what these people were expecting from this movie, but um, I think it's a fun movie. Of course, again, time does change things. Um, and you rewatched it, so like, what kind? Do you think it aged well? 
Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. There's no, there's no like overly cringy things that happen. There aren't any jokes that are just, you know, dated or if, well, okay, there was, there was one prop in the back that I'd never seen before. Um, <laughs> okay. So when they turned the witch's house into a museum, there's a scene where they're all standing around the checkout desk and there's little candy set, little candy things set up. And there is like an Asian themed candy that is very offensive on there. I also wonder if any of the costumes are offensive as well, because obviously costumes, people are dressed up as Egyptians or, you know. Mexicans or anything that you shouldn't be dressed up as today. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, not that I noticed. I just saw a bunch of kids dressed up as ghouls and angels and mm-hmm. and devils and but, but probably. I mean probably. <laughs> Maybe at the Cost- parents one. Um okay, I'm just gonna read like well you're you're gonna read the bottom? Um st- uh, yep, just let me get there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Let me read the 50. Well, I'll just read the yeah, variety yeah. one. Um, with Bette Midler and her on-screen sisters shamelessly hamming things up, it looks as if those involved making this inoffensive flight of fantasy had more fun than anyone over 12 will have watching it. Still, the blend of this witchcraft and comedy should divert kids without driving the patience of their parents to the boiling point, leaving a chance to conjure up a little box of box office magic among that contingent before the pot tips over oh my goodness that is just mean (laughs) wow and also everybody over 12 has loved this movie for a long time so i think it's just uh you know in the 90s they 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 thought it was bad but it somehow was is great (laughs) it it overcame. So you just you just saw that that it got a twenty. You didn't read the what it said. The New York Times. No, one. I did not. Um, okay, so I will read it. Um, apparently, too much eye of Newt got into the formula for Hocus Pocus, transforming a potentially wicked Bette Midler vehicle into an unholy mess. That's too bad. Since Miss Midler's appearance in a role, uh, in a role like the one she has here, could have been pure witchcraft. Okay. I mean, all right. The highest we got here is an 80 from The Hollywood Reporter, and it says, it's a veritable bag full of box office treats. All right. Well, we really we really needed you here, Dwayne. You were, you were on our side here, and you <laughs> didn't, that's all you had to say? The really? Seattle Times, I think, gave it a review pretty recently. Nope, never mind. It's from 1993. The Seattle Times 75 says Hocus Pocus remains a delightful family comedy, spooky but never scary, as it romps its merry way through its graveyard. Here's hoping it doesn't bomb. Wow. All right. All right. Um, Now would be a good time to take a break. Yes, let's take a break, and then we'll move on to Hocus Pocus 2. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back. All right, let's see. Hocus Pocus 2. So I got a few reviews from friends before watching this. Nothing crazy, like no spoilers, nothing to... And everyone said about the exact same thing. It's nothing to write home about, but it was cute. And you know what? I think I think there's a little bit to write home about. I could write a small little postcard about this movie and, and write it home. Like, I, I thought it was very enjoyable. Yeah, I think, you know what? I think that the little things were really good. But the big things, like the story, was a little bit not great. Yeah, so we kind of have we have the 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 elephant in the room, so to say, from the first movie, um, because in the first movie, they're supposed to be dead, dead. Um, that's kind of how the first movie is written. That this is their demise; they are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess there's a sort of loophole in the curse that they had originally said that if. If someone happened to get another black flame candle and a virgin happened to light it on the night of Christmas, I'm sorry, Halloween. <laughs> Christmas. Oh no, wife. You know what? <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, wow. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm trying my best today. Um, and I think I'm doing pretty all right. I just said Christmas, but hey, I'm going to recover. Oh, Halloween. I loved it. On the night of Halloween. And so I guess that's the loophole. You just get another, you just get another candle and you light it and it's Halloween. Is, is that, is that basically what Yeah, it yeah, yeah. So the book ended up making a black flame candle with the help of a little boy who saw them in 1993. He's now an adult and he owns the, um, the shop where it's now like in the middle of a, of a town. Yeah, so, so the... The town just grew large enough that they went into the, that they basically uh, built infrastructure, infrastructure into the forest and the house becomes a magic shop. I guess so. Because that's, I mean, they didn't just pick up the house from the woods and stick it in town. No. Like, well, they could have. No. Uh, but no, it I seems that seems that it's just now in a town. Which I guess is okay. Because uh, they're not directly in Salem, I guess. Well, no, they are. They are. So, I don't know. That, that, part, that part confused me. When they said that the house was now a magic shop, I was like, how did the house get into town? So I don't know. That was a little confusing. Um, but yes, there's a magic shop and these three high school girls. We, we get a lot of lore 
like some more lore is kind of uncovered with this movie, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing because it, I'll I'll say it, it made me curious. Like they kind of opened up some doors yeah. that I kind of wish they talked about that we're now probably never going to get. Yeah. Um, Hannah Waddingham, uh, wish she was in it more. Honestly, she's just in the beginning. And hell yes. I will take anything that lady is in all the time. So, so more, please. Yeah, so so the start of this movie, this, this movie had a very long opening. It's We kind of had um, not a remake of, of the beginning of the first Hocus Pocus, but we are we are back in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Sanderson sisters are younger, um, like in their teens. Like I think Winifred's like 16, 16. or something. Yeah. Um, it's, it's her birthday. And it is said that witches gain their powers when they turn 16. And so they're just in town. They're being terrorized by the townspeople. There's like a mayor, priest, reverend guy who's like terrorizing them. Um, Played by Tony Hale, who's very funny. Yes, who's hilarious. And, you know, he he calls them witches and she's supposed to be marrying. Like Winifred's supposed to be marrying someone since she's the oldest sister and has to take care of her other sisters. And they threaten to take her, her other sisters away. And it's just like this whole this whole thing happens. And so they run into the, they run into the forest and that's where they meet. Um, uh, I don't, I, what did they say her name was? Let's see. She was very cool. Very pretty. Hannah Waddingham's character. Let's yes. Da, da. Oh. But they basically meet a witch. Um, and this witch tells them about how important you know your coven is her name is the witch mother on imdb the witch mother which in the first movie the sanderson sisters bring up mother a lot so i don't know if if in the second if that's supposed to now be like they're alluding to her but it seems like she just disappears after that she gives them the book she says you guys have a strong coven you guys are some very strong i think she just gave them the book Yeah, yeah, she just kind of gave him the book and left. But she referenced witch covens and, like, other things. Mm -hmm. And then even Winifred brings up witch covens from Paris. And so it's just, they're they're giving me too much info and now now I want it. (laughs) Yeah. And now I'm mad. (laughs) Uh, And we also find out that Billy was just a random dude that kissed... uh... He's just living in the town. He he kissed um, Winifred once. Winifred in the graveyard. Yeah. Yes. But then he had an and, aff- a, and he might have also been with a Sarah. He was something. he was with Sarah. He he loved Sarah more than than Winifred. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's kind of the framework of the the movie, and yeah, it's a pretty big opening with these three amazing child actors that are just like super great at playing the young sisters. They're very cute. Yeah, um, they were really great. And then we kind of get the big introduction of of this mayor character as we jump back to the to current times, and it is Halloween once again, and we see that Tony Hale's character he was he was the reverend. Now he his descendant is running for mayor mm-hmm. of Salem, um, or he's trying to re win mayorship or something. Yeah, so he's like campaigning basically. And his daughter is one of these three friends who have fallen out. Um, like one of the, like this girl gets a boyfriend and she like stops hanging out with her friends as much and they're just mad at each other. 
So there's just like this rift happening between these three, these three girls, the new teenagers that we meet, um, which are all very great as well. These, yeah. these three girls were very good. Um, their chemistry was great. Their acting was fantastic. And we find out that one of them, the main girl, uh, what's her name? It is. She has Becca. Becca, yes. Becca and Izzy are mostly the, the two that are on screen the most. Yes. Cassie's the one that they kind of have a falling out with, but she kind of shows up later. Um, we find out Becca has magic and mm-hmm. she's a witch too. Yeah, she's a witch and her and her two friends, Izzy and Cassie kind of form a little, a little coven in the end. Uh, they yeah. did like witchcraft and stuff previously, you know, every year they'd have like a, a birthday or like a Halloween ritual or something or a birthday ritual. Yes. Cause it's Cassie's birthday. She's probably turning 16 or something. She is. And, <laughs> um, and they do like their annual birthday Halloween ritual or something. Um, yeah. They light a candle in the woods in like the most set looking woods I've ever seen in my life. The, the giant moon is looming in the distance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the woods, the woods really come into play this movie more than I thought they would. Yeah. They woods. And more than they thought he thought they would. More than more than I thought I thought they would. <laughs> um, and again, we kind of have these two separate storylines happening. You know, we have the witches with their agenda; they're trying to take revenge on the Reverend who tried to separate them as they were kids. And then we have the the three girls who are trying to stop them, but also kind of dealing with their own problems. And then and then our third storyline is 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 with Gilbert. He's the he's the magician shop owner. Um, who is obsessed with the Sanderson sisters that we find out later he was there on the night that they wreaked havoc on Salem, um, in 1993. And he's the one who brings them back. He uses the book to make the candle and he tricks the three teenage girls into, into lighting the candle, um, and resurrecting and all three Sanderson sisters and resurrecting them again. And what do they do the second they're resurrected? They sing a song and like the fourth wall's kind of broken. Yeah. The girls are like, are they, are who they, are they singing? singing for? <laughs> yeah. Who are they singing for? Which here's, here's something I'm, I'm a little confused about. Gilbert knew. Yeah. All along since he was a child, he was so obsessed with the Sanderson sisters. Why wouldn't he have stayed? Why wouldn't he have stayed a virgin so that he could be the one to bring them back? Like he could have been the one to do this. Well, he didn't know that he that the Did book he was gonna do that probably until after he wasn't a virgin anymore. Like he oh got goodness, the book and he got the magic shop. So we have Gilbert. Yeah. Um, it's it's just this, it's just when when he heard that that the witches were back and he was like, "Did they sing?" Like he could have been there. To witness that. I know. Why, why, yeah. wasn't, why wasn't he around? It seemed like he really wanted to be there to see them come back. I know. I don't know. It's 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 weird. I don't know. It, there was a lot of things about this that made it feel... Not that the first one is any better than this, but it just sort of... It's simpler. It's, it's simpler, but it also just felt very un... Gosh... Like, I didn't really believe anything that was happening. Like, I guess that the first one, you know, it's it's so fantastical that you can't 
you just kind of drop yourself into the into the mindset of these characters in a different way but i just like uh, just like really felt like everything was a set like i could really feel that instead of like being immersed in the movie the whole time and like are, the story. are you saying this about the second one or the first one the the second one oh yeah yeah it it was yeah everything felt very produced everything looked very i don't know it didn't have that it didn't have that grungy griminess of the first movie. I mean, the nineties were like the grungiest yeah, you, time. It was too polished. It was too like it needed. You know, we needed it needed to be a little blurry. It was too clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it was too HD. It was, it was <laughs> too too HD. Yeah, it was too it was too HD. Um. um we have some really funny shenanigans that happen. You know, the girls are trying to trick the witches. Yeah. You know, they're back trying to eat children, obviously. And, you know, they take them to a Walgreens, which is pretty hilarious. And, and it's sponsored that, you know. by Walgreens because I keep getting Walgreens ads uh, on Hulu. It's sponsored by Walgreens? Yeah. So, like, obviously, Walgreens is like, <laughs> make us a big part of your movie and we'll pay you all this money, Disney. And they were like, cool. So well, they're in they the sure Walgreens for, like, sure 20 did. minutes. They really are. They take them to a Walgreens and say, all the ch- children's souls are in these serums and creams now. You just gotta buy it. <laughs> yeah. it's, we've, we've made it, we've made they it say all so easy. And age defying on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which is, it's funny. Which is a great, which is a great gimmick. I mean, that, that is, and, and you know, the, the witches are very gullible in the first movie. They get tricked a lot and they're like, we're not gonna get tricked this time. And that's just, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of their bit. They like, they're super powerful witches that could definitely kill some kids, but mm-hmm. they're just so gullible and they're easy to trick that it's just so funny and just charming. Yeah. Um, but then that's where we, so in that Walmart, sorry, a Walgreens scene is when do we see that Becca has some magic. She puts the salt around, but her magic adds like a barrier to it and it like deflects some magic. So that's kind of when it first happens and I, I'm, I'm now actually thinking about Hocus Pocus 2 and everything that happens. And there's a quite a, there's quite a bit that happens. <laughs> yeah, sure. It, it's always moving. It's always going, you know, they, they talk to Gilbert, they kind of get the low down the Gilbert's threatened by the Sanderson sisters and Becca and Izzy get locked. They, they, they yeah. do the, they do the time hourglass or the hourglass. Yeah. The Winifred is reunited with book. Yeah. Book. Um, and. And then because Gilbert's cursed, he has to help prepare this, this ritual that's going to happen. And that's why he enlists the help of Billy again. He goes in and raises him back from the dead and what is he he tries to trick him like he's he's trying to oh he's he tells billy that he's trying to he needs the head of a lover but he's trying to say he's the head of a lover he's trying to tell him that he needs him so he can he can kill the sisters which is not true right so he tricks billy and billy kind of catches on to him later and but he still he still gets his head at the end and we're back in the forest where this ritual happens (laughs) 
Yeah. And it's just, I really, so a, a cute way to have, um, uh, you keep telling me her name, but I just keep calling her Rebecca because that's her name Becca. From, from Ted Lasso. Oh, no, Rebecca. Oh, oh, you mean Hannah Waddingham. Hannah. Yes. A really cute, like, the mayor kept bringing up this carnival lady with her caramel apples. Yeah, he really wanted a caramel apple. Why couldn't that have been, why couldn't that have been Hannah, Hannah Waddingham? That's so true. It's like... It was just some random blonde lady behind the behind the kiosk, like behind the little booth, and it, we saw her for like two seconds, You're and then so she disappeared. Right. I think that like, like, why did we make such a fuss about this apple? Yeah, I don't know. Just the mayor was his own character, so they wanted him to be part of the story, too, like a lot. Yeah, yeah. He he really showed up a lot, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> And and that super long, just awkward laugh that he did. He laughed at a joke that Becca made or something, and yeah. it was so, it was so uncomfortable. It was funny. I think it, it was Izzy <laughs> who made it or something. And I really, I liked Izzy a lot. I really, I liked Becca too. I thought they were very cute, and I thought that their like chemistry together was very good. I thought that they didn't have the best chemistry with Cassie. <laughs> she's kind of like not no. there and the yeah, actress no. kind of just stares dumbfounded most of the time <laughs> um like when cassie first shows up at the school so we have we have no context of what's happening we we just see becca and izzy walking to school with their bikes and they're locking up their bikes and and izzy's like oh look who's here and we turn around and see Cassie and I'm like I'm like what does Becca have a crush on this girl like yeah. what's happening like why are they being so weird and then we kind of get everything uncovered later but they're falling out I didn't care like it was it was like that's sad you know whatever Cassie's off doing her own thing and they're just kind of separating but I also didn't care yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I also wish we had a little bit more backstory with, like, Izzy and Becca and, like, their parents. Like, I don't know, like, it felt like the... Did they have parents? Yeah, they did. Were their parents shown? They did. They, like, talked about them, I think, but it just, you know... I I don't know. Just just some thoughts. Overall, I did enjoy a lot of things about it, you know? They couldn't make it just like the first one. Obviously, they couldn't have another talking cat. Um, you know, they, they had, had a... a black cat, though, that we yeah. thought was going to start talking. Yeah. But it didn't. No. It didn't. <laughs> um, it was Gilbert's cat. Gilbert had a black cat. And they and they kept seeing it and thinking it was Binks. They were trying to kill it. And, <laughs> and Gilbert's like, please don't kill my cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, yeah, I mean it was it was it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Again, not 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 much not much it's probably not gonna be a cult classic as much as the first one is. The first one is is just Chef's Kiss. Um they had that costume contest as well of, of the Sanderson sisters on the stage. Yeah. There was a, a yeah. really awesome drag trio as well up yes. there. That was fun. Yes, because because another big talking point of of the Halloween bash was that Kathy uh, Najimi is a part of a, a lot of queer 
uh, foundations, you know, raising money for, for different queer charities and things like that. Um, and, and, uh, the Sanderson sisters, you know, dressing up as them is very big in the drag community. Uh, they're, they're just so memorable. They're so good. They have, you have the song already. Mm -hmm. Like they're just, they're perfect. And the drag queens love them. Yeah. And so they are just, they are gay icons. It's probably really (laughs) exciting for those three, the three queens that got to be in the movie. Yeah. It was so funny. It was so good. So good. Oh, another bit I really liked was when they were flying out of the Walgreens and Winifred was on a regular broom and then (laughs) uh, Sarah was on a Swiffer and then Mary was on the 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 Roombas. Yes, which is just such a great callback since she had the vacuum the cleaner. vacuum cleaner, uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in the 1993 version. And what are Roombas if not the the vacuum cleaner of the future? That's so funny. Like, it is, it was such a great, such a great callback. And then they, they had their own, they had their own little, little side sketches too. Like they were, they were trying to pick up popcorn and then they... They make a salt circle and they come and destroy the salt circle uh, and and get the because the witches are trapped in a in a barrier mm-hmm. and they come and and the clean Roombas up the mess come and clean it the up because <laughs> they're Roombas. And they're so fucking funny. Like that part was so good. I wish they had so more good. to do. Like I feel like they probably wrote a lot more bits in there and then they just didn't make the final cut. Yeah, for sure. Um. <laughs> What do we think of the new songs in, in Hocus Pocus 2? So we, we had we had the Witches mm, the Are witches, Back song. The Witches Are Back, like the Elton John. And then... Yeah. Th- yes. And then they sang something else at the costume contest. I, I'm gonna right? find a... I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you one way. Okay. Okay. That was fun. That was fun. And then and then at, at the at the end credits, they had another... They had just yes. a they were in a in a recording studio. They were singing. Was it was it Fleetwood Mac or something? Oh, I don't remember. But what yeah, I I enjoyed that at the end. I I think I can find it on Spotify. It, you know, in the end, so it kind of ends up being a really rushed and neat bow. In the end, I feel because they were trying to cast this like all powerful spell, but um, book- yes, it was a dangerous spell. Yeah, it's like to make you all powerful, like to get get you all of the powers of all the witches or something. And yeah. so Winifred casts it and then, but the fine line of the, the spell. The warning. Yeah, the warning that book was showing um, to Becca was like, oh, if you do this spell, then you're going to lose the things you love the most, which is your sisters. And so then they kind of get, you know, st- they get dusted, the sisters, and then Winfred realizes that she doesn't want to live without her sisters. And then she does another, like, Becca's like, well, how convenient you can do this one, too. This uh, other spell that makes you go to them instead. And that's the end. And then everybody's dusted. Yeah, which which I think was was a good end. I like that ending because um, we have, you know, the, the sisters bicker, you know, Winifred is is the leader and she 
is, you know, you you kind of, you know, she loves her sisters, but she also wants power. And there are times where she's like, maybe I'll just take the power and leave my sisters, mm-hmm. leave my sisters behind and, you know, do whatever I want. Um, but she, and, and we even have a, a very small scene where Sarah tries to stand up for herself, uh, and, you know, say like, when I don't like how you treat me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more than just, you know, a pretty face or whatever. And, but then, you know, it's, it's a bit, so it's just, it's squashed pretty quickly, but you know, we, we, we they tried to have some growth with the sisters in the second movie. Um, but we truly just learned that, that they all love each other. And Winifred actually loves her sisters, even though she bickers and calls them stupid a lot, um, calls them fools. But, um, but yeah, in the end, they, they end up together. And isn't that what the first movie's about too? Just, if you're, if you're, if your sister's dead, just be dead with them. There yeah, that's what, that's what Binks wanted. He, he, he'd been around yeah. for like 300 years. So he was like, I can't do this anymore. Everybody just, just kill me. Just let, let me go in peace. Let me cross over. Yeah. Um. Even Billy gets to go, which is nice because he's been alive since 93. Um, yeah. Just hanging out in the ground. Just sleeping. Just just being a little sleepy boy <laughs> in the ground. Yeah. Minding um, his own business. So uh, let's uh, read. I mean, I there's a lot of trivia. I'm sure you could look some up. I remember seeing that the uh, that Hannah Waddingham's character was wearing a kind of similar outfit to what um the girl uh danny wears in the first one kind of like that red with the star she kind of looked like her a little bit um oh i didn't notice that yeah um you know like there's a lot of there's a lot of callbacks to the first one so when you watch it look out for stuff yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're a fan of the first movie, you should, you should, you should definitely just just watch the second one. It's all good. Okay, what are the plot keywords? Oh, bless you. Ooh, just sneezed. Wow, <laughs> sorry about that. All right, plot keywords. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, sequel, witch, spell, Disney Plus, magic. Oh, okay. Not not even sisters. I mean, come on. Yeah, sisters is a big part. Especially and friendship, love of for your yeah friends, best friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this movie got a fifty-five Metascore, which is which is just slightly higher. It's slightly higher movie. than the first one, but I do think the first one is better. Just saying, oh, for sure. Um, for sure. I think the reason that it was it's like this is because a lot of those are from nineteen ninety three, and nobody liked this in nineteen ninety three. The first one. Um, no one liked it in 1993, exactly. This, this one got a 55. It got t- 16 positive reviews, 13 mixed reviews, and two negative reviews. Wow, it's so interesting how... Oh, yeah, 55 makes sense, just because mm-hmm. mixed and positive were pretty close together. Uh, let's go down. Wow. Okay, so we've got two 38s. Those are our two negative reviews. Let's see, which one? Oh, wow. Both of them are mean. Wow. Jeez, they're so short. I'm just going to read both. Yeah, So we have USA Today um, said the follow-up fails in every way. 
as a retread of the beloved 90s vehicle and as a youth-centered setup for future installments. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's really harsh. I mean, I, I kind of... That would be fun. I, I would be down to watch them do stuff in Salem. Yeah. I like these girls. What about a TV yeah, series? I'd watch it. Cute. Yeah. They were very cute. Um... And then the New York Post also gave it a 38. We got Hocus Pocus 2 is also awful to the core. Oh. But charmless and too low stakes to keep your inter- to keep our interest. Okay, so they just hated the first one too. All right. I'm going to read the film 50. It says, when there's no actual conflict, the film's already low stakes start to feel meaningless. And the characters' bumbling hijinks around town start to feel tiresome. Conflict is necessary to inject urgency into a film, and as a result, Hocus Pocus 2 starts to feel really flat halfway through, once the shine of nostalgia starts to fade, and the and Midler, Parker, and Nejimi start to run out of musical numbers to perform. <laughs> wow. I, this is also kind of what I felt like. That's why I think that, to me, the plot was, I don't know what was going on. Like, I just was like, where, what is, like, I guess it's bad that they're back. But is that it? You know, they're they're gonna eat some children. I mean, yeah, they're at least yes, they wanted to eat children, obviously. But I I liked that they tried to at least make make their agenda a little different by wanting revenge on the Reverend. I mean, did did they need to be brought back? No, obviously not. Definitely not. But they're um, fun. They're fun. They're hilarious. But would I watch it again? You know, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe next year. Maybe next year. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be in the rotation every year, but it's I can see myself watching it again. Especially because of Hannah Waddingham. She was only in there for a minute, but she was a queen. She was a queen. A queen witch. It's totally amazing. Um just too good to pass up. The, the 70 um, Hollywood says that there's recycled plot points, jots down memory lane, and Noe winks at the broader fandom rolled into a sleek CGI pa- package. <laughs> yep. The result is thin but satisfactory. Wow. All right. And the highest review we have on here, ooh, sorry, Jan, um, is an 88 uh, from RogerEbert.com. So we've got the challenge for the sequel to the challenge for a sequel to the beloved film to a beloved film is maintaining enough of the original to make the fans happy without being too repetitive or confusing newcomers. And Hocus Pocus 2 gets that just right. I agree. I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree agree with that one with that little blur. Sure. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And 88 is 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 very gracious is very gracious. But (laughs) But they were right. They were right. I enjoyed it as a Hocus Pocus fan. Um, all right. Is that all All we have to say about Hocus Pocus 1 and 2? Yeah. All right. Oh, also, I have, you know, a, uh, I have my duck over here that I change his outfit every season. Um, yes, right now, he, what's his name again? His name is Benny. Benny, yes. And he's dressed as a witch this season, and he's wearing a sign that says, Honkus Ponkus. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we've been saying oh that around the house lately. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I dressed him up. He's got a hat. He's got a little cape. <laughs> I'll send you a picture right now. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, it's, you wouldn't even oh expecting god. that, huh? Sorry, that's I really wasn't. I was a little shocked at first. I didn't know how to react, and then wow, honkus pocket. <laughs> it's funny, right? That's really cute. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh my god! Oh, thank you, Elsa. That was beautiful. I love that. You're th- yeah. Oh my you're welcome. Oh my god! What a way to end this episode. All right, Hawkus Pockus, everyone. If you enjoyed that episode, <laughs> please, please rate and review. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna get it together. Okay, please rate and review our show. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. <laughs> Um, if you want to email us, please email us at allaboutthepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please follow our social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All About the Popcorn or All About the Popcorn Podcast. Um, and we also have some merch. So please check that out. But thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Honkus Pockus! Honkus Pockus! Honkus <laughs> Pockus!